do I do? Oh, okay, never mind. I'm trying to remember. I've only done this for a few years. It's okay. I had one day, uh, <laughs> or one uh, of those shows. You got, no, it's all right. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, one of the shows uh, recently, uh, I created, I went in a couple of different times, different browsers and everything. None of the host buttons were uh, live for Oh, great. Anyone. Great. So we had to delete it and recreate the event. Uh, I had one like that the other night for some other reason, but let yeah, me get it, the show going. We'll yeah, it seems it. like if you ho- uh, create the events on the day or uh, like within 24 hours, I have so many more problems. Right, right. So I try to do it early. So, all right. We've kind of started anyway. Here hey, everyone. <laughs> it's time for Geocache Talk. We're at work, in the car, wherever you are. We hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you're watching on YouTube Live, you can be part of the adventure tonight. Please join us in the chat room and participate with us as everyone watches. And there's a link to the chat room in uh, geocachetalk.com, the front page. If you kind of look down a little bit past the, the, the main items, you'll see a link. And you can click on that and you can join us uh, in the chat room. So that'll be great. And there went Jesse, but that's okay. We'll get him back in a minute. Um, if you're listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. But you can get all the weekly geocache talk goodness. Big thanks to the trial bugs for the music and all our patrons. Uh, it was wonderful uh, to get to see so many. Uh, so Daryl, last week we had a little um, patron get together. Uh, at uh, at Geo Woodstock, and it was kind of neat to. It's always, it's always cool to see people you've never, you never met before in person. You know. Well, and the weird thing is, so many of these folks, we actually feel like we know them, and they're like long term friends, and then you run into them in person, and it's like, yeah, that's not quite what I pictured. <laughs> well, that or they look at us, and they're like, they look like they or they they listen to us all the time, so. It's kind of like they know us a little bit, you know, and so um, I don't know, Jesse. Did you? Uh, I had one. Uh, I had one patron come up uh, to me and and said, uh, "Could you talk a little bit quicker? Because I'm used to hearing you talk loud to talk uh, 1.5 speed or whatever." So yeah, like, I'm guilty of that myself. <laughs> I, like, I always oh. listen to all podcasts at like the fastest I can possibly get them. Right. So uh, uh, every time I meet somebody in person, I'm like, oh, man, this person's on drugs. They're talking super slow. <laughs> talking super <laughs> slow. Uh, all right. Well, so it was great. We, we, it, was, it was really, uh, really touching uh, to get to see. Uh, we love all our patrons, but it was kind of neat to see a lot of patrons last week. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and being able to the, do the patron dinner went off like without a hitch, which is crazy for – 60 whatever plus people in a restaurant and and uh it was a little loud i know jesse kept reminding me that half the room couldn't hear me talk as i was doing giveaways but we got it we got it worked out and we gave away um a lot of cool stuff and we kind of combined our patron dinner with joshua uh the geocaching vloggers patrons so it was kind of neat having everybody together and uh it i think i think the patron dinner went fabulously so We'll talk a little more about geocache talk. Geo. Yeah, it was a blast. It was. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, 
head on over to Patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, in case you're wondering. Uh, don't ask me why they don't have Patreon.com, but that's for another show. That's for... That's for another show. For another show. Um, now we have glasses for that. Um, so, P A T R E O N, patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the new, I guess it's not really new, but you get a blackout coin. So, and last week when we did our, our, our live show, uh, I didn't have, I, I had it somewhere. I don't know where it was. It was a, it was a whirlwind, but. We actually had a patron had one in the audience, so they just held one up, so that was cool. Ah, yeah. Uh, other geocaching items during the year, the zipper pulls. Um, I've sent out all zipper, zipper pulls. There's a zipper pull. So I still have some, so if you want to become a patron, you'll get a zipper pull. Is that a zipper pull, or have we decided that's an earring now? I think it's an earring. So earring. Um, nose ring. We haven't seen a nose Haven't seen it used as a nose ring yet. Nose but. ring yet, but... Um, but anyway, I, st- I still have some wall supplies last. Um, I do have some zipper pulls left. So um, support levels start at as little as bison tube level, which is $3 a month. Well, let me welcome my co-host, Jesse. I'm here and I haven't had to jump back off yet because of the Google. So let's just <laughs> keep our fingers crossed. That's so. right. And let's jump right into show 151 for June 2nd. I can't believe it's June already for this year. As we welcome back to the show, Daryl Wattenberg, Daryl W. Four, welcome back to Geocache Talk. Hey, thanks. It's good to be back. And you know, it, it doesn't really feel like June around here, mm-hmm. weather-wise. It feels more like May. And of course, we had the perfect weather finally to go geocaching today. And I was stuck re work doing all the cables in the network closet. <laughs> Dang work! Yeah, oh, you know, work. Paying the bills is so boring. <laughs> That's true, but hey, it's good. It's, it's better than you know being completely out of uh, yes, trying, yes, trying yes. Work so good. So well, uh, until we can become professional geocachers, yes, we've got to do it right. That's uh, Daniel Flieger over in Germany. Maybe we could uh, be like him and have a staff and all that kind of stuff. It'd be great. So. Well, uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight, and um, I'm so glad Daryl is back. Um, you know, speaking about the, um, it's our third anniversary, um, which is kind of wild. Uh, we'll talk about the good old days and uh, how I we even got this started here in a moment. But uh, one of the things that, you know, we talked about as far as meeting people is Daryl and I, we've... Gosh, I've known Daryl for years now, but we finally got to actually be together was last year at Gigastock about a year ago. So and got to hang out and talk and, and laugh and have some fun and eat some pizza together. And yeah, and hang out all day at a booth. Yeah. Not really get to see each other. No, no, that's true. That part. Well, that's why we did. The, <laughs> that's why we had our own little dinner. We had a little side dinner and, uh, you know, get to cut up and have some good time. But yeah, we were we we, we uh, but that was fun. It was a fun event. And uh we won't talk a lot about Geowoodstock. We kind of covered a lot of that last week, but uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit about it. But uh, anyway, uh, we're going to start with sort of the good old days and kind of go a little bit chronologic, sort of, maybe, kind of. Yeah, we'll start off that way. We'll start that way. And, we're yeah, not going to stay that way. We'll stay that way. But 
I do want to kind of mention a couple of things, and we'll talk about how this whole thing kind of came about. Uh, my very first podcast was June 7th, so I'm coming up on five years or four years, four years of the of doing podcasts. So it was June 7th, 2015. I was on Cash and Release number 14, so it was very early in Cash and Release days. We talked about GeoTours. That was my first show. And then four shows later, uh, uh, with my, uh, Michael Miller, uh, I was co-host with him. And that was the start of uh, my experience and uh, cash and release. So if you want to watch some some me crazy uh, long time ago, seems like a long time ago, uh, podcast, you might be able to find some of those out on YouTube. You never know. Was that the first podcast you were ever on? Yeah. First one I were on. Now I was, I was in chat rooms. Um, the very first, the very first podcast that I listened to, uh, it wasn't podcasters. Surprisingly, it was actually the geocaching podcast way back when Daryl, you were on geocaching podcast. Hey, I was on that show for, Almost longer than I was on any other show. Really? Wow. I've, re- I've been podcasting for, what, 14 years now, oh, I think? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. I know. But, yeah, it's, like, it's something like that. And every, like, five years, I tend to reboot whatever show I'm on. So <laughs> right. GeoGearheads now at seven years is the longest show that's been mm-hmm. my production. Right. Uh, but, yeah, geocaching podcast, uh, I had uh, jumped in early on with Xpunk X and I hung in uh, long after uh, 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 Andy Headhart Hat had taken over, but yeah, it, it got to be too much doing uh, multiple shows like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, yeah. So Jesse, no, that was my uh, was listening to Daryl and um, and Andy Hard Hat and Scott Burks, and um, I think at the time it was. Uh, who else was on there with you? It was oh, uh, we had a few, but I think if I remember, you had Montu Ryder. I think was uh, on when you first started listening. Could have been, yeah. I remember Steven. It was just X Punk X. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, that was later Corey. on yet. Yeah, Corey Stevens uh, at Infinitum. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, later on, so that was after X Punk X. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I came ab- I came about late in the uh, learning of those. Uh, of course, no, podcast. I started listening to Podcaster and right. the Chicago Geocaching Podcast first mm-hmm. a while right. back, but I don't yeah, remember what the first a, show was actually on. Dichotomy though. there, you've got Scott and uh, Walt. <laughs> yeah, you know, Scott and Wald versus Sunny and Sandy. <laughs> yeah, it was very different. The two were it was. Uh, it yeah, was you got a nice, tightly produced family show going, versus <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. And uh, but, and I was on a couple shows, but there's no way for me to even go back and check without doing a lot of research, and that wasn't going to happen tonight. So. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, so anyway, so fast forward a little bit to um, the end of cash release. Uh, Michael Miller um, wanted to let that pod fade. I learned that term from Daryl. So uh, I think it's still pod. It's still called pod fade, right? When a show. Yeah, they're still calling it pod fade. Pod fade. So uh, it pod faded, and that was um, right before show number one. And for me, what I wanted, I wanted to keep going, and so I wanted to create uh, a show. And 
who do I call? I call Daryl. <laughs> it's like, Daryl, what do I do? And uh, Daryl helped me through all the ins and outs. And let me tell you, if you're uh, thinking about starting a podcast, it might be a little easier nowadays, but uh, there's a lot to think about. Uh, and a lot of things you have to get set up. So depending on where you That can't be right, on, though, because I just saw an Apple an Apple commercial that says you can instantly do it from an iPad. Now that's all you need. <laughs> instantly. Instantly. Well, just They did it in like three seconds. I saw the little finger right. move around the screen and they had a podcast going. So <laughs> I think y'all are all tricking everybody. We're all tricking everybody. Well, it, it gets a lot more complex if you want more than one person. That's true. Oh but, yeah. But back in the day, so they left like, that part out of the commercial though. Yeah, they did. Probably also the fact that whatever, you know, what are you going to call your show? Do you want to have a, do you want Twitter with that? Would you like some Facebook groups created? Where are you going to host it? Are you going to do Libsyn? Uh, what was the thing we did first off to Daryl? There was a thing that we were using. And are you talking just, about Podbean? Pod, no, no, because I, I use uh, I use Podbean. Now we we okay. went with Podbean. No, remember there was this thing where you could do. Um, let me think about this a minute couple things I did. One is I didn't use Libsyn. I used a different roundabout way of doing it where it was free. But then uh, was, were you doing the uh, archive.org uh, route? Yeah, I was yeah. doing archive.org. And then yeah, just to host the files, basically. But then right. you need someone to host your RSS. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And then I finally back then, I don't know about today, but setting it up on iTunes <laughs> was a beating. I mean, it was a beating <laughs> setting that thing up. It's a lot easier now, for sure. Is it okay? Well, good. Yeah. So, all right. Say so, we just switched to MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Uh, so June June twelfth, twenty sixteen. Uh, I actually did a show zero, but we don't count that. The first show, show one. Of course, I had to have Daryl on because I had no idea. I kind of knew what I was doing, but not really. <laughs> sorta, and so, uh, and we did show one, and it it it. Turned out, and then, and then we were off and running. But uh, I, I uh, always appreciate and uh, have always been able to keep up with with Daryl, and uh, so it, it really means it really meant a lot to me, Daryl, that you were willing to help and not just go, "Hey, dude, just go look on Google and figure it out yourself." So, well, and I don't think there was any hiding uh, or any attempt to even hide that. I was on uh, the first show in part to be tech support. Right. You were. That's true. That's, <laughs> I think I maybe mentioned that. It's like Daryl's on the show, right, as a guest and to help me figure out how to do all this. But but it worked out great. And we're going to talk about several of the shows um, and then kind of as we're leading up to uh, sort of memorable highlights, I guess. And so I, I want to point out a couple uh, shows I'm not going into a lot of detail because we had a lot to talk about tonight, but I do want to kind of point out a couple highlights. One is uh, Jesse's first show on Jesse's first appearance was not, show show yeah. uh, show eleven, and what's funny about that is you weren't scheduled to be on show eleven. <laughs> Chris of the Northwest was supposed to be on. He did get on the show, uh, but he was having trouble. Uh, and so I actually reached out to, to, to Jesse. I said, Hey, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just, re- just about to listen to your show. And I go, 
Uh, funny you should say that. Could you <laughs> join us for this? Because I don't know when Chris is going to get on here. So um, anyway, so Chris did eventually join. It's just show 11. You were asking, Jesse, about which one. Did yeah, you- I knew it was earlier on, but I wasn't sure which one was the first. Because that yeah. happened, wasn't like it was planned. Right. It was like, hey, uh, I'm just gonna can you get on and blabber for a little while? Yes, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Um, yeah, because Jesse had been on cash release as well. I think Michael, I don't know if Michael Miller asked you about that. but And the other last ironic thing about cash release is I found out about cash release by because I always listen to gearheads and and go out to their website and gearheads geo gearheads had a list at the time of different shows and that's where I found Michael Miller's and so there was kind of a link there so there you go, uh, there you go. and so um, another couple items uh, I had gotten in touch with Chris Williamson probably back about the same time that Jesse was on because I'd heard about this movie Treasure that was coming out and wanted to find out more and see if maybe because as as daryl knows being have done this for how many years you said 14 years 14 i think 14 years and quality by the way my friend quality um you. you you don't just throw it together and go oh it's you know it's wednesday who are we going to have on sunday or, or 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 for you it's like oh it's monday hey we got a show thursday I wonder who should have on there's a, there's planning. You got to plan these things, and uh, so I was always, you know, because it was early on, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, so I'm like, okay, I've gone through some friends, and now I need to figure out how to keep this thing flowing and get some decent, you know, shows going. And so I talked to Chris, and and sure enough, uh, we got Chris Williamson on the show, show nineteen. If you're wondering, October sixteenth of twenty sixteen, we had him on, and then. Uh, Another highlight was our first eight hour, even in the notes, it just says, it doesn't even say podcast of hope. It just says eight hour charity podcast, which was December 4th of 2016 show 26. I can't believe that it was that early, but um, it was, it was early on and uh, we called it podcast of hope. Uh, Mm -hmm. Daryl was on that show. Uh, we we talked about and been, you did a couple uh, podcast of hopes where we did uh, talking about uh, winter. Um, what do we call it? Uh, uh, winter gadgets, things you could buy for the holidays. Well, I think I think we did it as two separate ones. We had the gadgets yeah. and then we also that's talked true. about winter caching. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did yeah. that. That was kind of fun. and gift ideas, gift ideas. Yeah, for the holidays. Yeah. So it was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Christy and I were on that show too, right? Yeah. 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 You were. I can't remember what our topic was, though. Uh, I have to go back and look. I think you did uh, later. Uh, didn't you do a. Um, you did the 11 o'clock show that, that we year? We did a late one. I don't know how you suckered us into that one, but <laughs> we did a late show. And it's later here, too. So. Yeah. Uh, no, it's earlier there. Later here than other parts. Yeah. Tr- well, true. <laughs> then the. Yeah. Last year we did it well because we had all the West Coast people on. So it worked out great. But. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there've been, there've been several, and then, uh, another one I want to point out and then we'll start talking about some of the shows that, that, uh, Jesse was on, uh, obviously from that point on. And that was show 37, 
on on uh, February nineteenth of twenty seventeen, show thirty seven was the uh, first show where uh, I had the first uh, co hosts. At the time, it was Jesse, and we had Sydney Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Shermanary team was on, so we had the three of us for a little while. Uh, but that was Jesse's first uh, co-hosting role, and uh, thankfully, he's been here ever since. That was the uh, episode that we went all twenty twenty on it and did the hidden, yes. hidden people. <laughs> yeah, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> we we we, uh, we changed their voices and uh, waited, but people guessed it pretty quick. Uh, uh, it's cashers; they figure out puzzles in their sleep. I mean. <laughs> You know, we're not going to trick them, but it, but it was funny anyway. So yeah, it was. Yeah, the chat room was blowing up. Oh, that's Jesse. I could tell. It's like I would be. No, no, not sure who the answer to that question. Turns is out, yet. voice changer does not take out uh, southern accent. So yeah, <laughs> so it worked out. But um, so I do also want to point out guest appearances mm. uh, because, of course, the guy who leads the pack asked me again this week. Uh, Hey, um, I'm, I'm. How many times have I been on? Because I think I'm in the leads. Like Joshua, the geocaching vlogger. Yes, my friend. I, as best as I can figure it out, and because podcast of hope kind of messes things up because we do several hours. We do eight hours, and uh, I kind of went back and looked, and and it was actually twelve shows that Joshua's been on. If you count the varying hours that he's been on for the various podcast of hope shows that we've done. Well, um, normally we shouldn't count that. I think because it's podcast, I hope we count it anyway. Yeah, we did. And, uh, I, I prob- probably off on, on you, Daryl, but you're second, at least six. Let's put it that way. Yeah. At least six. I'm, I'm not sure either because <laughs> I, I know there's been uh, two podcasts of hope and now four, we'll call them anniversary shows, even though the first wasn't, I guess, a, True right. anniversary. Zero so anniversary. Six. I, yeah. I could swear that there was uh, one or two others in there. I just can't think for the life of me what yeah. they are. So here's what we can do. We'll just make Joshua mad. You can just pop in for five minutes every <laughs> once in a while just to get ahead of him. Just get ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and drive him crazy. Go, hey, he's been on longer. So hey, you know, you guys are recording when it's night out here. Maybe maybe we do a regular night caching episode or That's segment. Right. Josh was in the chat room. He already heard us. So, uh oh, that's not good. He he put up the trophies. The good trophies. thing he's not competitive. <laughs> yeah, he's he's emojiing trophies. I love it. Uh, so another couple notable people, and then we're gonna get into some other so, some other topics. But uh, Electric Water Boy, I don't know if he's in the chat room. I have I didn't pull the chat room up. I think Jesse, you're you're uh, he's in there. Tell uh, Brotherman's been on at least four times. Uh, puzzle shows and talking about it's more than that, but because um, he's done some puzzle shows with us and also talking about Texas Challenge and uh, of course this year Geo Woodstock. Um, we did a couple uh, Geo Woodstock Fort Worth shows. Um, mm. Land Monkey, Land Monkey's been on a, a quite a quite a few times as well, at least four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Land Monkey was on early on. We did a Slinky Monkey show. Uh, <laughs> That was fun with he and his wife, and um, Jay's been on for Earth Cash Talk, and uh, which is a very which is popular. Still one of our most popular shows. It was, yeah. It's still in the top ten easily. Yeah, it really was about how to how to submit an Earth Cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a lot of fun. D's been on several times. 
uh, Chris Williamson, of course, and uh, Craig Michelle uh, from Australia uh, has been on several times, and uh, we've had a lot of people. And there's there's a myriad of people that have been on twice. I couldn't even list all the people that have been on twice. And, of course, a lot of people have been on uh, one time, too. Joshua but. is singing in the chat room that he is the champion. He is the champion. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is for now. So we'll see. You know when he was typing that, he was actually singing it, too. Right. There's no doubt. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so then, yeah, one year anniversary, Daryl was back on. That was June 4th. It doesn't always fit the timing wise sometimes, but, um, but, uh, yeah. I, I tend to go by the uh, numbers cause yeah. you know, 52 weeks in a year. So really it should be like one fifty three. uh, you know, so it, right. it makes it a little easier to figure it out, but it never hits on the right date. No, no, it doesn't. And so, and it really just kind of like it's close enough. It's been a year. We'll do it. So, yeah. So, and then of course the third and the third uh, or um, second anniversary show. So one year was June fourth, and then uh, a second anniversary show was last. The second anniversary show was last year, and we did it May twenty seventh. Um, and you're right, Daryl. We, uh, we did that show. And then we did a recap show of Geo Woodstock, a gigastock. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um, we had that as well uh, last year. But uh, another couple quick notes. Uh, and then Jesse's got a couple favorites he wants to talk about, too. But uh, the big reveal, uh, we did a go big or go home last year event. Uh, it was mixed, I guess, Jesse, you think we... It was it was fun for us because we were in on the secret for so long planning that that show not just that show but that was a series of shows right yeah. so that was kind of fun um and we, you know, yeah. it was a good experiment for what we could do we had to keep it domestic and it'll be different in the future hopefully as yeah. we do it again but uh that series of shows leading up to that show that was a lot of fun for us. And I think some people had a lot of fun in it. It was limited in scope as far as who could actually right. go after them. But uh, that was fun. It was a secret within a secret game. So that was kind of fun. Right. Yeah. You know, it, 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 I think it, it, it had a lot of positives to it. Like you said, um, it was domestic. We're hoping to do more of an international worldwide. Mm -hmm. We're actually uh, Jesse and I are doing some planning, but the idea of hiding, we hit six, stashes we called it like the like the good old days the g the, the instead of geocaches we had we had stashes that's right uh, geocache talk stashes five of the six were found uh and they weren't giving they weren't we didn't give any uh coordinates there was no lat long we just gave clue gave clues like the good old days i guess kind of like letterboxing style yeah letterbox style and five of the six end up being found so California um, never got found. California's never got found. In fact, uh, that was heavily searched by uh, Derek Baker's family. But the problem is, they had reported that that strip of uh, highway where uh, Sodak Zach had hid that stash had been completely redone, and so we're thinking that it got wiped out with the maintenance. And that's the thing with doing something of that nature is, I mean, we hid that, we each hid our, our stashes months before it was found. And so 
you know, there's no way to tell if those things were going to be. It's like a you know, like a cache. I mean, how how often have we we've all seen? Right. Well, the four of us drove all over the country to hide them, and then we had to wait months to for yeah. to help anybody even start going to find them in areas where there were floods and fires and everything else. So the the fact that five out of six were found, I am yeah. pleasantly surprised that that turned out that way. So right. that was great. Yeah, burnt burnt turtles found uh, Sodak Zach's on the ground near the yeah what he thought was the correct place because again we're not giving coordinates so uh and then the one that uh pathfinder 33 found up in the tree in arizona it had been up there for so long that the sun had faded part of the bison tube the other half you know whatever part was facing the sun was faded the other part was red the other part was all gone but and that was part of the clue the color of the bison tube right which half, that, half that was, was gone, gone. <laughs> But a unique idea. I mean, it's fun to do. And then uh, my last highlight I want to mention was, of course, the third uh, podcast of hope, which was um, show 127 this past year. It was June 2nd. Uh, unfortunately, Daryl was was could make it. But uh, hopefully you'll be uh, I'll try to get you the date in December this year. And hopefully you can make uh, this year's podcast of hope. But appreciate you being on. Yeah, I always love being on, but uh, it, there's like usually one, maybe two weekends in December that I can't do. Yeah, that get 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 stuck. So yeah, exactly. I know. So all right, Jesse, what are a couple of yours that you went through when you went through the show notes and looked? What are some? So I wanted to take credit, you know, because we got virtuals brought back out. So I was going to bring that one up, but yeah, we did. <laughs> we, we 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 had those brought. No, I had fun talking about the history history caches for a while. Mm-hmm. It was kind of exciting, you know. Uh, coming up with ideas of what that could look like if they came out with a new icon type. And then um, that kind of went away because virtuals came back out for a little bit. So yep. that was, it was no longer speculation. It was a real thing. People could actually get virtuals again. So that was a fun uh, little series that we had. But um, I think my favorite shows have been the ones where, I mean, I love all the guests that we've had on, but I also like when we, whether a guest is on or not, when we get to discuss or have a debate on something, because that's kind of, the geocache talk, right? Talking about geocaching with people that are deep in the game. And uh, I think one of them was show 135, Nano versus Ammo Can. That was one you called Battle Royale. Yep. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> David versus Goliath. <laughs> because no matter what we said, there was going to be people disagreeing with us. So, so that's always fun when you know people are going to naturally disagree with you on certain things. Some people will be all for it. Some people are going to disagree. There was no way we could have given an answer for that show. No, that would have pleased everybody, which is great. That you know, that's that that speaks to the whole game of geocaching as it is. Um, and then uh, we did another one show forty four DT ratings. Mm-hmm. Let the loud shouting begin. We knew that was going to be contentious, and there were some big disagreements in the chat room that night. So that was a lot of fun. Um, it was. And I think people people enjoyed that. And uh, once again, it was talking about geocaching from the perspective of it's different in different places. It really and, is. you know, it really the three is. of us on the show tonight are in very different areas of the country. And uh, I would suspect we're not going to, but I would suspect if we got onto that topic right now, we could talk for the next three hours about how different it is on how, how you know, what a terrain five looks like in Texas versus Colorado versus somewhere over in Germany. You know what I mean? We right. can have that big discussion constantly. Or even by um, Daryl. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, there's, 
Well, I don't, Daryl. Around you, I know that being where you live, are there? You don't. You have a lot of urban, obviously, around you, but is oh there, yeah, it's a lot of uh, urban hides. There's uh, uh, lots of woodsy hides, but you okay. know we have uh, different challenges in hiding with the humidity. We don't have the heat heat necessarily, right? But we have the humidity, kind of like Florida ish weather. Right. And uh, we get the freezing. So no matter what, it's a lot of uh, trouble. Oh, you know, yeah, we, we were kind of having so... these kind of discussions with uh, GSM <laughs> times two on yep. uh, geo gearheads this week. Yeah. You know, what works well in some areas doesn't in others. And, you know, he has, this is what I found. I, I think it was 1800 plus caches that he's hidden. Oh, my. Here's the set of rules that he's kind of works by or his caches. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he... great. It works well for him, but like Altoitans, don't work at all out here. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he's in California, so it makes it kind of a different, uh, I don't know, Scott's. Exactly. The, and he's, the, he's in a, a more dry region of uh, California and they right. don't get the freezing either. Right. Mm. Completely different. Yeah. 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 We had a, we had a, uh, a good discussion slash debate about T5 and, uh, Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesse was like, no, no, a ladder is not special equipment. And I said, it is in Texas. In Texas, that's special equipment, man. And it's like, no, no, that's not special equipment. You need a boat. It's not special equipment along the lines of scuba gear. You no, cannot say that those two things are the same. However, I, I did concede that in many situations, a ladder could be considered specialized equipment, but, you know, well, it is what it is. You know, it's funny, though, even down here, uh, there are some cashers who are really into like, you know, tree climbs and they're into all right. kinds of stuff. And when, when you get into, and Daryl, you probably have people up your way too. They're like, if they're into tree climbs, a tree climb to them becomes like a T three or two and a half, you know, but <laughs> it, it, it could, depends on the climb. It does. Well, or it depends, depends on the cashier too. Cause, uh, I see that. And I'm like, no, that, that terrain's a lot higher than it, or it should be a lot higher. That <laughs> <laughs> was fun. That was, that yeah. Was fun. Well, we've got uh, Tom Brotherman and cash line talking in the uh, chat about the, you know, we're going to rehash that show now. <laughs> right. Uh, talking <laughs> about, you know, the, the snow changes the, uh, oh, uh right. fives right. and it, it's entirely true. We have caches up here that you need the boat. It's kind of tough to get to it in the uh, right season, but when it freezes, you, you walk. just walk out and grab it. Yeah. <laughs> so, how do you do a train for something like that? Yeah, right. Exactly. Should they? Well, that's it's so subjective. You can't and place dependent. You can't. It won't be the same everywhere no. any, at any time and ever. Well, so my rule of thumb is you uh, rate it as the worst of the trains that it probably could be. Hmm. That's a good thought. I like I like that, Daryl. I like that. Is that way you're you might be over promising a uh, exciting terrain but it, at least no one's ever going to be caught off guard yeah, that right. is the safer way to do it yeah it, it makes sense because if you gave it a t2 and you told people oh well you can walk to it during when it's iced over you're like it's not iced over right now so why is it a t2 you know uh-huh yeah you'll have people uh, uh down to their skivvies waiting across <laughs> and right. you know sending uh glows to uh uh, caching in the Northwest. Right. Uh, exactly. By the way, Crystal, I'm in Michigan, Metro Detroit area. If that's 
oh, okay. easier for you. That might help. Yeah, Metro Detroit. Um, no, I, so kind of to to sum it up for me on the favorite shows, I would say it's the discussion shows. I like to get into the deeper discussions about things, especially when there's not an easy answer. Yeah. Like, you know, the classic GPS versus smartphone. Well, we can't have that discussion because we're both smartphone cashers, right? Maybe like uh, smartphone shows over. See, see you later guys. Yeah. We got to find those topics that are different. And uh, when we do find those, I think that's, those are some of my most, most favorite shows to do because our chat room gets deep into it. So, yeah. And I, which kind of leads to my next little mm-hmm. uh, bullet point is I want, I want you to kind of comment on how you feel like the chat room over the past couple of years that you've been been on, or even when we've we've kind of really involved the chat room, I think more than we used to. Um, so I guess I, I don't want to feed you with info on that. Yeah. So um, tell what you think. I get to I get to hit the chat room and hit the show, obviously. Um, and uh, I, I love the chat room. Uh, I know that it's nobody gets to see that really if they listen to the audio podcast later. So that's really only for the live show, but it's scrolling through here now, like fast. So some, some topics I can't even keep up. It's, it's hard to, to keep up with the chat room. Um, but it's grown. It's the same, you know, it's a lot of the same names over and over. We get new people in the chat room too, but sure. quite often you'll have either somebody new to the chat room and I've never seen anybody flame anybody else. I've never seen anybody be rude. Um, and, uh, and they'll ask a question often for a guest. We'll either ask the guest a question, but half the time, if it's something that's general knowledge or something that's not specified for that guest, the rest of the chat room jumps in and, and goes, oh, yeah, this is how you find that information. And, you know, it's a really educated chat room. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> Tom says type slower so Memphis can keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hear You know what? Sometimes it's just about like that. But. Don't the other thing is like there's names and if you if you were able to see the chat room right now and there's there's probably 12 or 15 names in here that we got to actually meet in person this last weekend. Right. And how cool is that, right? We've been talking to them online for a couple of years now and it's it's really like family. Um the chat room has really become and I know people throw family around a lot, but it's really become like a family. This is people you talk to every week. There's a, uh, you know, it you don't even necessarily get to talk to all your family every single week. And we get to talk to them live every single week. And uh, the chat room is really, they even, they even came up with a drinking game in the chat room. You got that mug still, don't you? I do. I that mug right there here. that was created by a patron in the chat room. Right. Um, That's for another show. Is based on a game that they made up based on the show, <laughs> uh, the, show. the chat room of the show. For sale soon. I'm working on uh, the the uh, the web store. I've got a couple items in the web store. Just FYI, um, the earrings. If you don't have one and you'd like an earring, or, or <laughs> nose or, ring, or nose zip, ring now, or a zipper pull, and then of course the uh, the card game is out there. The GC World card game is uh, also available. We're gonna have the glasses uh, limited amount at least. Cur- for now till we can figure out what to do more on that. But uh, we have a few glasses that'll be available for sale. And then we also are going to have shirts. We, uh, so Daryl, we gave away, you did tell me if this doesn't sound like something you've seen before. So we gave away free shirts. Uh, and 
there was a feeding frenzy like no other that you've ever seen before. Well, we've all seen it if you get free stuff, but we took it to the brewery event uh, on uh, Thursday at Jew Woodstock, and I foolishly did not set aside a couple of the shirts, and it was like, they're all gone. It was like, it's like the box was spinning empty <laughs> in the brewery. And it's like, uh, I looked at Jesse. I was like, I guess all the sh- shirts are gone now. Yep. But the hardest gone. part is keeping that swag around for the archive so that you can always refer back to it. Right. It's just, there's always, Oh, you know, I really got to get this one person, another one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we tried to, I tried to limit that a little bit. But yeah, we wanted to save some to give them out to certain people, and it was gone quick. And gone. and then we yeah, ended up and with the, the smaller is, shirts, right? So kids came up. We're not going to tell a kid no. <laughs> but the problem is when you start saving them, then it's all of a sudden, okay, well, now I have none to give away because I'm saving them all for these other people. Right. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, there's just no way to win. Six, one, half, yeah. Yep. So we're yeah. going to. Uh, so so it, either you keep them all or you give them all away. <laughs> right. Give them all away. We, we did. We gave them all away. We do. We just gave them all away. Which, which away. is the more fun answer. Yeah, it is. It is. So, but we're going to get more. Um, we've already got another uh, same color, same everything. We're just going to do a whole another order. Uh, and we're going to sell them, you know, for, you know, basically what they're, what they cost us. Plus yeah. A, plus a buck or two just to kind of cover everything. But anyway, so that's coming up. Uh, all right. So, I do want to mention next, and then we're going to kind of get into some other items. Uh, last mention of sort of the Wayback Machine as we talk about things. And that is we've kind of built this, what we're calling, of course, the Geocache Talk Network. And it really is kind of a different animal, I think, than than, than uh, we had originally, I think, foreseen. But, um, you know, we've got Jesse and I, now we've, uh, Jesse, you've done blogs with a B before, but we both didn't feel comfortable managing a blog, but we wanted to have a blog. So uh, right. originally we had um, Sarah McClarkey. She was the, she's the geocaching junkie, and she handled it for, uh, for a while. And then she had a wedding coming up and, and, and stuff. So we, we, we reached out and we found geocaching Janji and she took over and she's done a, both of them did an incredible job but Janji uh, Angie has done an incredible uh, job handling our our blog she's our blog manager doesn't mean she writes them all we didn't we, and then we we told her we don't want you to write every blog but we want you if you can just to sort of you know manage it and she's she she you know ran to that idea she loved it so she did a and couple done of, a great job she has done incredible. She has found a lot of people have sent. And if you're interested in doing a blog, um, send a note to us either, uh, you know, send it to geocache talk at gmail.com and we'll get you in touch with Angie. Uh, she's done fabulous. Uh, and I've really enjoyed, um, having different guests sort of, um, do the, do the blog. And she's really, you know, she jumped in, she does all the, all that work for us. And it's been great. So, she well, was kind of, go ahead and just adding into the yeah. to the blog world we could we could do topics like that too but that would be really taken away from the show 
we wanted to be able to provide that venue for people that have that one blog they want to do. Right. It is really a task to blog every week, every month consistently like that. And some people just want to tell a few stories. So I think she's done a great job of getting those people's stories up. Yeah. You know, not everybody wants to do a full-time blog and commit that much to it, but those couple stories have been really unique and good on that blog. And she's done a great job with that. She has been great. Uh, we added Sodak Zach, which ironic. Uh, what's funny about that is that um, I kind of got the idea uh, Daryl from geocaching podcast. If you remember when I think it was Scott Burks and remember y'all did a glimpse. Remember glimpse. Yep. Yep. I, I still mm-hmm. actually use that occasionally. Do you really? So, yeah, but it was a great idea. Um, uh, they did a, uh, a show on the geocaching podcast where uh, Burks was out at, uh, was going to be out at um, a park. I think it was. Well, we actually and, had uh, uh, him and uh, oh, yeah. Stephen Anderson item. Yeah. But and, I think uh, uh, his didn't work right. No, but it, he couldn't get enough signal, I think. Yeah, that's the risk with experimental technology, right? <laughs> exactly. But it was cool. And, and then I was really neat to, uh, as you guys, as he was walking around and, and finding caches uh, or attempting to find caches at this area, you could see where he was kind of going. He's like, I'm going over here. And you guys were talking to him. So that was kind of the the idea behind the man at the cache. And so we've been able to have uh, Sodak Zach do uh, the man at the cash and have enjoyed his crazy antics of doing um, man at the cash uh, segments for us, joining the show and doing a quick man at the cash. So that's kind of where that came out. And then recently we added uh, a couple more affiliates. We've added mm-hmm. uh, Jeff may uh, cash the line uh, in Canada. So our first international affiliate uh, we got to get to hang out with Jeff last week. He drove, I don't know, Daryl, if you heard about this, he drove from all the way from Canada in a very, you know, geocacher. He's going to go, he went all over. He ended up at Burks's house uh, oh, wow. and then worked his way all the way down, even though we, he, you know, avoiding tornadoes and floods and everything else made all the way to Fort Worth. And then he sort of worked his way, all the way back to Canada. So, but he, he's made it. And, uh, but yeah, we added, we added, uh, Jeff and we added Katie Howard, uh, geocaching Katie, uh, to the show. And, uh, it's been good. I think it's kind of, uh, it's been neat to have, um, some people that are affiliated with the show and, and do different things. So kind of, I guess Jesse, that was sort of one of our, one of our little, cooked up ideas and I think it's worked well. Yeah. And you know, that's really just beginning too. So people haven't really seen what we're going to do with that yet because we had the, yeah the mega to go to this last weekend. And, and I, before we move past it, I, I really kind of want to, I know we just touched on it, but the live show yeah. that was very new for us. I know other people have done live shows and in the podcast world, um, but it was brand new for us. We had a blast doing it. Without getting deep into that, I think that's that's one of those things we'll be talking more about when Daryl's on a year from now. Hopefully, you're on more than that. But when Daryl's on a year from now to talk about the next anniversary, yeah, I'm hoping the live show becomes something that we've done more of. Yeah. So we'll you know we'll get into that in the future, or whatever. But I hope this is one of those. Hey, remember the first time we did that, 
and we get to do more of those. Yeah. That was that was a blast to have that immediate feedback and see people in the audience and get to have fun and see actual faces and stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, next that, uh, year we'll be talking about the uh, live show for the 2020 events. Yeah, there you yes. go. That's right. Coming up. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. Uh, and maybe some others. Who knows? There may be some others in the works as well. Yeah. But I want to specify it's live show with studio audience because we're, we're live each week. But I knew what you meant. I just wanted to po- point out that. Uh, we used fact, to call them the uh, road shows for geocaching podcast. Road shows. Yes. There you go. Yeah. And so it was neat to uh, to do a live show where I could say something in the crowd, the, the crowd, you know, yay, kind of crowd you know, gets, gets excited. So. And one more thing before we move on to, um, so in the chat room, uh, mm-hmm. it was a few minutes ago, but this is the first chance to bring it up. So we haven't really talked much about Podcast of Hope, and we're going to do that in another show when we announce the next one coming up. That's another but, show. Um, the uh oh yep that's for another show that's for another show right there but bounce bounce yes offered in the chat room to build one of the uh, puzzle boxes that he makes oh cool to donate for podcast of hope oh awesome that is awesome and anybody that hasn't seen those i mean you have to you have to have seen them we got to play with two of them this last weekend yep (laughs) they are so cool there's nothing like that out there um they're they're very very cool and we'll talk about that more in the future but the fact that he's willing to donate something like that for the the podcast to raise money that's that's yeah. awesome incredible and uh, we'll, we'll get into that in the future again that's for another show but i didn't want to pass mm-hmm. without the opportunity to thank him for oh yeah for being willing to do something like that so yes yeah thank you bounce bounce yeah we've uh, and that's the thing really we don't like you said we don't really have time tonight to to get into uh, a lot of that but podcast to hope is really we had cash advance who's not really one of our normal uh, mm-hmm. sponsors who wanted to jump in and go, Hey, I'll, I'll, we'll give away a cash crate. And it's like, Oh man, that's awesome. So it's like, you know, they have their, you know, they have all of their, their things going on and, uh, mm-hmm. but, but they're willing to kind of cross over and help with, uh, with that. And, uh, I've seen a bunch of St. Jude commercials lately on YouTube. And it's really, uh, made me think about how, uh, it's been, it's, it's been great to, to raise money uh, for, uh, for St. Jude, but, uh, yes. Um, I want to take a moment to do a quick commercial. I'm not putting commercials at the beginning of the show anymore, but I do have an interesting one that I think we can all discuss, uh, briefly. In fact, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a screen share cause I want you guys to find out and for the show people to, to find out about this, but, um, let me, Hang on, let me make sure it's just on me so we don't get bouncing around. There we go. All right. <laughs> the infinity loop. Yeah, well, I want to make sure it's on me only so it won't bounce around. But So we haven't really even got into 20 years of geocaching celebrations for next year. But our sponsor, um, AMS Travel Sales, has mm-hmm. put together a, uh, a item for people who are interested. There's going to be an Alaskan geocaching cruise next year and it's going to be uh prior to everything that's coming out so this is kind of a cool um cool item it's august 7th through 14th and you can go on this uh geocaching cruise and and if you go out to amstravelsales.com you can find this page about this about this but uh they made it in such a way that it uh, it fits. You'll be back in time for the 20th anniversary event on the 15th. 
Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a cool thing uh, that they did in case you want to, you know, you can kind of pick and choose what you're wanting to do next year for your for the 20th anniversary. But this is kind of neat that they've added this as an item um, to the uh, possibilities for the. Uh, well, it shows they know what's going on in geocaching, right? I mean, they yeah. yes, they do cruises and yes, they work with us, but. Look how quick they're they're looking forward to doing some stuff for the twentieth anniversary. Right. They're building things that cashers actually want to do, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, and the cool thing about AMS Travel Sales is that they do stuff on board the ship. It's not just oh, you know, it's a geocaching trip. We'll see you when we get to a, a port, and we'll go find a cache or two. They actually plan uh, for a lot of on the 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 ship. Uh, things that you do together uh like last year's cash the waves they actually did puzzle cash they had kind of a whole thing going uh on board the ship and then of course they did find lots of caches once they left the ship but anyway wanted to point that out ams travel sales and we'll Uh, put that link in the show notes too right yep links in the show notes for that okay all right so i just you know i've already decided i'm probably gonna have to take off all of august (laughs) Uh, because there's too many things going on before, after there's a whole week of stuff going on. I mean, it's just, Oh my gosh. Yes. You think I can put in for a month off and say it's a geocaching. (laughs) It's like a big holiday. We have to do it for August. I don't think that's going to work. No. (gasps) Well, you know, if we lived over in, like if we lived where, uh, Hulu, Holo, Holo, UC lives in Finland, you know, you can maybe get more time off being in, you know, the Europe. Yeah. He was here for like over a month. Yeah, and he's went, still working on it. Yeah, he went to Alaska. Daryl, you're going to love this. This guy, uh, one of our uh, friends we met from Finland, he had gone to Alaska to get his 50th state, even though he's from Finland. He's yeah. making all of us look bad. He finished oh, yeah. all his He was like, yeah, I found all your caches. I'm leaving. <laughs> well, it, it's so sad because you look at, uh, you know, most of us here, it's like we can't get away, you know, in the States, can't get away for like a, more than a week. Yeah, you know, sometimes you can get a second week, but you know, usually you can't get away from the office for more than a week. Yeah, in Europe, these guys are like, "Oh, we're gonna take three or four weeks because you know that's our normal vacation." It's like, wow. Uh, the CFO uh, just denied my August off, so uh, she's around. Sorry. So, uh, all right, well, no good. But this this reminds me a lot of what uh, was <laughs> happening at the ten year, and I don't yeah. think either uh, either of you were at the. Uh, no, uh, ten-year celebration. The uh, geocaching. No, I think the, the ground lost speak. And found or no, it, there were the lost and found events, and then there was the ground speak right uh, celebration, which was mm-hmm. the original block party. Right, but the block party was until the next year, which is a different story because I never got the block party icon, and I thought I had. Right, it was a uh, special one. But yeah, there was a, a couple of cruises, and I think Land Sharks might have actually done one of them. Because I, I can't remember who the two sponsors were, but one was uh, right. uh, like a Canadian company and another was a, uh, a company out of the Midwest had done the cruises. Like one was the week before, one was the week after. And ironically, they all seemed to go to Alaska. So um, do you think or how many, if any, geocachers will be celebrating their 20th year, their 20th birthday at the same time as geocaching is celebrating their 20th anniversary. Ooh, that's a good question. You There's got to be some that were born on that day. I've thought about that. 
And I, it's not a question I like to think about much because, well, They're old. I, I know a few geocachers who aren't even as old as the sport are. Yes. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. That, well, I have a couple of them in my house. So, um, but uh, there's got to be somebody, there's got to be some geocachers out there where they're born on that same day. Right. No, uh, I see. So celebrating the, uh, on the uh, uh, May 1st. Right. So they were born, yeah. they were born on May 1st or 2nd. 2000. Right. Right. 2000. Now they're going to be May 2nd, 2020 uh, celebrating. Yeah. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah. Well, we've got H- a lot of young. You H- H- need to give them a special gold membership. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that there's, you know, a lot of possibilities. In fact, let's talk about um, a couple of those. Uh, let's start with um, things that we've seen over the past three years. Um, if you guys can think of anything, I know um, Daryl brought one up pre-show that he wanted to mention that really could be its own show. But talk a little bit about because we got busy talking about it beforehand. Because I I'm getting like just even just in the talk we just had. Oh my gosh, I'm getting like more and more, which is fine. I'm not I'm not complaining. But it's just amazing how many um, travel bug scan, uh, not scans, but trackable finds that I had. I know, Jesse, you had some same time I did, but yeah, that's something People that's really, my leg. Yeah, that's something that really, yeah, your leg. Oh, that's right. I didn't. I forgot all about that. But um, that I think has changed. Do you guys think it's things have changed over the past three years? As far With the trackables, as, yeah. Not as much in the last three years, but it has become much more popular to do the discoveries right. in the last few years. No, I agree. And that's largely because of the uh, TB scan app originally for iOS now available for Android and also the uh, uh, geo live app on Android yeah. right. mm-hmm. uh, enabled it. So you have this quick and easy way to do the uh, OCR, but even more than that, it's, build a quick and easy list that you can go and discover. Right. How many people did you used to see running around the lots at a a mega event with the notepad open? Yeah. Whether it's digital or not running, writing down each of these uh, trackables or, you know, just they go out and they take the photos and then they do it afterward. (laughs) Now it's just the app. So you see people doing it. I admit that I like doing it and checking out all the trackables and, Right. It's just not something I used to do as much because even if I ran around and did them, I never logged them. Yeah. Now with the app, I get to log them. <laughs> right. You know, even with that, there were people still this last weekend going around with their notebooks. Yeah. We still oh, yeah. found people, but you're right though. There's uh well, one of the things that people don't realize is that with uh, TV scan, you can actually export that list. So they're Uh-oh. doing it in the notebook to be old school or whatever but also to share it with the rest of their party. So you can export that list from TV scan, send it to the rest of your party, and then they can use something like uh, project GC to log all of those. Oh, cool. On the, the maze this weekend, they took a different approach to it too. They had uh, several trackables in the maze, wow. um, but they also, I think, wasn't it? I think it was yeah, three or 400, something like that. But it, uh, they also had a QR code, that they handed out to people and you could just scan it and it was the whole list. So you could just go over to log them all or project GC instead of everybody sitting there trying to do every single one. So even, 
even the maze took that approach to it, you know, bulk logging. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And one of the tricks that I've done for uh, uh, my show is, you know, I've got the different track yeah. up every week back here and there's a spreadsheet that you can find if you know what you're looking for. Cool. And you can just highlight the whole column, copy those and paste them in. There you go. Nice and easy. And really that's, that's probably how it's evolved for me over the last three years is from trackables being, you know, something you may or may not find in a cache to people using those codes to hide them everywhere from treasure, you know, or yep. on podcasts. And uh, Gary and I, Gary Books. just updated his book and I just yep. put out a book. And of course I hid trackables in that book and <laughs> Gary hid one in his too. And yeah. you, you kind of expect to see them hidden around different places and people using them very creatively. Um, and I like that. Not every trackable number now is actually associated with a physical item all the time that you go see out in the wild. They they are hidden in different places, which is kind of fun. It adds a new game, True. you know, another game. Well, the trackables in the cache have definitely fallen off. It, you don't really see them much, if at all, anymore. Right. But the trackables have kind of become the replacement for a virtual cache, but in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. Isn't there also, and you guys would know better than than I would, but can you, uh, I think one time you mentioned, Jesse, that people, is there a challenge to finding a certain number of trackables? I mean, you, I, you can't do that. Not anymore. currently, but old ones, yes. Okay. So pre-moratorium, you could do a challenge cache with, where you had to find a certain number of trackables. Discover, right. yeah, there was discover and move and own. You know, there were all kinds of, uh, okay, uh, you know, different stats that they were using on that. Cool, cool, yeah. Hey, once in a while, and talking about things from the past three years, you know, geocaching.com with the, uh, with the different things that they've done recently, the planetary pursuit, and there's been this whole, um, themed. You know, carnival, cash carnival, and these different things they've done. Um, there was a couple of them early on where they wanted you to, and of course, a lot of people <laughs> abused it. But the idea was, hey, we'll give you a point. I think if you mm-hmm. if you log a trackable or something, so people oh, yeah. take people take all their thirty trackables and dump it into a cache and then pull. It's like that's not what that's not what this is supposed to be. No, but you know a, a big reason for doing that was if you were in an area where you didn't have access to caches as readily, like I've cached out true. my area. No, you're right. You're right. Then you had some way that you could do the uh, point systems. Yeah. Right. And, and no, you know, people are they, always going to system though. because cachers find a way to get around every rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they've edited that. So now, you know, when you're dropping the uh, trackables, it has to be one you don't own. Yeah. Right. So, you know, there you go. Which I thought that was a good addition to it. And that's, that is one big change though, right? The friends and leaders board. Yeah. What, what are they calling it currently? The scoreboard? Well, yeah, it used to, it was, it was the friend league for a while. And then it's like, uh, yeah, for the Mary Hyde event, they uh, yeah. launched it as the friend league and it stayed the same way forever. Uh, and I, I haven't actually gone back to check what it's uh, at now. Y'all keep talking. I'm I actually like that. And I think we could probably talk about that for quite a while, but I think that's oh, yeah. a good new addition. They're trying some new stuff, which I think is good. Oh, absolutely! It's a it's a great idea. It adds a little bit more uh, community to the game. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just now called your leaderboard, and when you go into it, it just says leaderboard. 
And I wish there were some more options on that, and they might be coming at some point, but I don't even yes. know what those options are. But you know what? And uh, so that's going to get into the what we want to see coming up. But I, I do think we're going to have to, because of this trackable conversation, have a a show on a show soon about trackables. Yeah, because I have some interesting opinions on that that people disagree about. But guess what? It's my trackable, so I do what I want with it. Right. But, uh, but that's, no, that's for another good. show. <laughs> no, that's good. That's that's true. Take a drink because that's for yeah. another show. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. I like it. So, All right. So kind of moving from there to what you just alluded to, what would you like to see going forward then? Some options added to that. Daryl? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what those options would be, but I'd love the ability to do some games on your own. So maybe it's not even just personally, because that would probably be really tough. Right. But could you imagine uh, like a Geo Woodstock setting up games around the event that tie in with that leaderboard? That would oh, be great. That would be cool. I see what you're saying. Or um, if you could just select who is on your team, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. teams would be something that would be awesome. So you know, right now it's just too, like all of your friends or whatever. Sure. But if you could group like, you know, um, this is the Detroit team, this is the uh, uh, Houston team, you know, right. so that you had these different teams of your friends and then go and battle against each other, you know, oh it, that would be a lot of fun. What if you could do state teams? What if yeah, they did exactly. a competition a between states? That could be pretty fun, right? You know, maybe or even counties. counties. And you could and you could trick it up maybe too. Sometimes you could go, you could make maybe this team is for this event, and then you could do something. You could tweak it periodically. But I like your idea of having a little more control over all that. Yeah, it's really really tough to do that kind of stuff. So who knows if they even could off of the existing system. But I'd love to see something like that. I do want to mention real quick as we're kind of getting into some other uh, items. And I think people are like, hey, you said you're going to give away some coins. We are giving away coins tonight. I want to mention that. Uh, we're going to do it here in a few minutes. But we've got some more things we want to discuss. But I've got four coins here. Four. Count them. Four. Four coins to give away from the maze. So I've got, I got two of the gold. And i got two of the regular. And I'm not going to show the backs because it's got the... I'll show one of the backs. Cover it up. Just put your finger over the curve. Right. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. I just had to get... Because they're all different. So I don't. It's like I can't hold them in the right spot. So, the, so there's a couple of those. What, what we're going to do here in a few minutes is we're going to do two live. We're going to do mm -hmm. two, one audio. And the other audio is going to be specifically for international. So... The only people that can uh, get the fourth one is overseas. Well, anything outside the U.S. So anyway, back well, to Ryan. Us. Ryan just won one because he had the right answer. Oh, did he, he already? Forty-two. Okay, you're it's correct. The of life and everything. There's one down. We got three more. Yep. Oh, okay. nope. <laughs> no, doesn't work that way. Sorry, doesn't work, doesn't work that way. Uh, all right. So what? What else? Josh, my ask is Minnesota still international? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota is part of Canada. <laughs> well, so Daryl, last week when Joshua came down, uh, I was I picked him up from the airport. And so, you know, I get to the airport and I look on the board and I'm like, okay, where is this? And I asked him, he's like, it's D6. Like, where am I in the right? Because I'm 
you know, I usually find a, I can find a, you know, and he's like, oh, that's international. It's over the international arrivals. I'm like, okay, I'll go over to international arrivals. So that was the joke is that uh, it's like, is Minnesota now like part of Canada? Is that yes. Yes, it is. It's been annexed by Canada. <laughs> we had to sell it to make up some debt. Make some money. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like that. Uh, all right. So what are... What are some other, or do we want to switch over to what we want to never see change? Is that, well, let's do that. You want to do that or you want to do one of the giveaways? Oh, I'll do the giveaways all. We'll do the giveaways all the same okay. time. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit about what are some items, because we talked about some things we'd like to see. What are some things we want to never see go away? Oh, that one's so, a tough one. <laughs> it is. Uh, I'll start us off and let me explain before everybody hangs up. Um, <laughs> I don't want to see physical caches go away. Now I like that they're bringing out virtuals again, right? But I, virtuals are also cool because they're rare, and um, I like my favorite types of caches are the physical containers. So I like the ARs, but they're still a physical container at the end. So right. I hope we stay in the direction of geocaching. Seems to be real fond of most geocaching types that we have lead to a physical container. Right. Um, I like that. We, I think we had this discussion this last weekend or whatever when we were hanging out, but yeah. um, I like the act of finding a physical container at the end. So I hope we add AR. I hope that stays around, you know, bring some virtuals out every once in a while, but I, I definitely like the physical container component and I hope we don't go away from that in a, in an, in an attempt to advance the game. Yeah. I don't think that's ever going to go away. Uh, geocaching has been very adamant that the, it is all about the physical caches the earth caches are an exception. The virtual caches are rare and in between Web the uh, lab caches. <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah. lab caches. And now the uh, adventure labs were a solution that they were right. looking at and continue to look at. And yeah, essentially we're now in the beta two phase of that one as adventure labs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's maybe getting a little bit closer to a real product. So who knows where that's going? Sure. But I, I don't want to say that I don't want to, or that I not want to see them away. I just don't want to ever see them uh, relegated to like a uh, third tier. Okay. Right. But my, my thing that I have problems with geocaching is that there is no revisitability. You can't go back to the same cache again. Ooh. Okay. I like that. So that's, that's my problem with it. Right. Yeah, you know, like uh, Ingress is all about going back to the same points all over again. Same with Pokemon Go, same with uh, uh, a bunch of these mm-hmm. uh, games. So you're encouraged to go to new spots, but I can still play on a daily basis because I can go and do those same spots that I hit every day at lunch. Right. You can do that with geocaching. No, you're and right. Problem. Yeah, that's true. So I do want to see something that might address that and i don't think the uh adventure labs are there right. but i could see them morph into something that would let you do that yeah that'd be cool yeah i i, I you know that kind of gets back into the what we want to see i'd love to see more icons but i know that they have there's issues with trying to add more icons that's well and you don't want to get into the point of icon bloat sure right no i'm with you 
or changing the DTs or, or the, the, there's right. a lot, there's but a lot of the changes in the game back when I started, yeah. people would change the uh, DT ratings based on the season. Yeah. Now with stats, you don't dare do that because people are going to get very upset. Yeah, because so many, so many people are looking at him from challenge. So there's something I would like to see, not in the not go away category, but in the actually like to see is once you submit a cache, it's Lock locked. It. Yeah. Stop changing names and DT ratings, and that messes with so many stats. We all play based on stats, right? Whatever your personal well, opinion is. Another thing, too, is it, it was largely the topic for this last uh, Geo Gearheads, is refreshing the game board. We have too many of these caches that just sit there in, in poor condition, or sometimes they're still in good oh condition. Gosh, yes. no one gets them. Sure. We so, need to have a way to start yeah. filtering these out. Right. So you're talking about caches where they're just out there and the cache owner's not even there anymore? Or? Not necessarily. The cache owner might be uh, uh, there. You know, I just archived a cache myself because it hasn't gotten a whole lot of logs in the last year. Right. Right. So I opened that space up for someone else to put something. They haven't done it yet, and it's been like a couple of months, but you know, yeah. hopefully so, someone else is going to do it so yeah. I can find That's respect. And I have that's a few more that I need to do the same thing. Right. And that's a that's a hard topic, right? Because definitely yeah. here where I am, there's some caches that only get hit once a year. Right? Because they're they're out and and they're way out. Um, but those those are caches that don't get hit because of the terrain and things like that. But there's definitely a lot of, I think we called them zombie caches or geo litter yeah. out there. I'd love to see a way to clean that up where, you know, when people are out of the game, either it has to get adopted by somebody, you know, locally, or it's gone after a while. Because people will keep replacing caches that were not even quality in the first place. And it fills up the board and the proximity issues come into play. And I think it really gives a bad name to the game when you find a bunch of junk out there that nobody's maintaining. So if they had a way to do that without stepping on people, right. that would be great. And, and that's where the risk comes in is trying to figure that out. And it gets a lot more uh, challenging because you've got those unique DTs that maybe need to stick around so that people can finish their uh, fizzies. Mm -hmm. You have the unique dates that you know you need for the Jasmers, but there's also that question of is this a unique or memorable cache in some other way? Right. You know, is it the oldest in the state? Is it the first gadget cache in the state? And that's mm -hmm. not the kind of thing that you can really do. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. There's there's ways to work that out though. Sure. But it's not the kind of thing that you're really going to be able to do as like an automated system. You know, Munzee, for instance, if you have two DNFs, you have a week, I think it is, mm -hmm. before wow. it's automatically archived. So wow. what if, if the cache owner has not logged in for a year, it moves into an adoptable status Ooh. for the next 30 days? And there they become, or they, there you get into a whole other set of uh, issues about ownership of the cache. You can delist it. That sure. you know that would be fine, but if you're opening it up for adoption, then you run into the legal issues over property. Well, I think the the way to get around that would be when people are signing up, they they agree that if they abandon the game, that their cash goes up for adoption. They could change the right. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't know that that's funny, legal. But I think could, there's got to be a way to work that state out, or right? country. So it it gets into some hairy situations that they probably don't want to deal with over at geocaching.com. Oh, I'm sure they've got enough. So, I, delisting is nice and easy that they can do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I've, I've noticed at least around here or for me personally, and this is again for another, this is definitely for another show, but <laughs> I'm trying to be more aware of obviously take care of my caches, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to also look at some and go, and I, I've been doing this lately. I've been putting a lot of needs maintenance and I put, and I just put this geocache needs TLC. And my hope is, is that the cache owner will see it and actually make, go give it some TLC, give it some tender living care. Um, there've been a couple that I, I jumped out there. I said, you know, look, it's the, the cash owner had been on for two years and I'm, you know, there's the DNFs are piling up. It's time. It's time. The market needs archive. And yeah. I was going to say in those kind of cases, it's, you, you really do need to post the uh, needs yeah. archived. Yeah. I'm not afraid to do that. Yeah. Um, GSM times two was a guest on the last show and he has a right. article that he put together. That's going to be in the uh, FTF. Oh, cool. uh, geocacher coming oh, out good. and that's kind of what uh, triggered the discussion but yeah i think the discussion it's it's a great discussion to have mm-hmm. and it's one that i think we need to have much more often on these kind of shows and to try to get people thinking about it you know when do i need to archive my own caches why do i need to archive my own caches right you know, i i know of people who are as soon as it gets a need maintenance log it's archived well i'm not sure that that's actually a good answer either <laughs> no no not. Well, in the in the chat room, Bounce Bounce just mentioned that he just archived some of his, mm-hmm. so he can just refresh the area, basically. Sure, You're right. That's and that's just good, right? You, yeah. If you right. have a certain area, and it's especially if it's saturated, if everybody in that area has already found it, and and you want to get rid of it after a while, I think that's okay. And past, you know, not in a week, right? But yeah. if it's been out there for a long time, and people, you've kind of everybody's gotten it, and you want to put out something new for people to find, I think that's a good time to do it. I agree. Okay. But that's for another show. That's that, for another that's show. For See, another show. sketch it on. Man, uh, we're wearing them out in the chat room tonight. They're going to fall. They're not going to make it into this one. <laughs> right. Hope nobody's driving after this because we're going to. That's right. We don't, we do not, we do not support that, by the way. <laughs> um, all right. Last item. And then we're going to give away four coins uh, and then talk about, well, let's just do that. Let's just give away the coins. And then, cause we've there got. A little bit of talk uh, afterward. I want to talk uh, briefly about 2020, but because there's going to be a lot of discussion about 2020, we we can't cover tonight. But I want to at least give you guys a chance to sort of give a couple brief thoughts about 2020. Uh, so, all right, first question. So, Jesse, are you you ready to go? You're in the chat room. You ready to ready to? Yep, I, I am ready. All right, first coin, and we're gonna give away. So um, what's the format that would you need gold. before you ask the question? Give them the format because they'll be blasting in as soon as we do it. They will. Um, so the format for the first question is I need a month. A, I need month. This is because this is live. This is the live question. Month, date, and year. Ooh. I need all of it. I need month, date, year. If you want to do month, date, and 2019 or whatever, that's fine. If you want to do just do 19, however format you want to do it in. But I need the month, the day, and the year, okay? So here we go. This is a tough one. This may take a while for people to research. But, hey, the good thing about doing a question like that, and Daryl knows this, is there's a delay. (laughs) 
So it gives everybody kind of a chance because it's going to be, it's a delay a little bit on there. So, all right. First live question. This is for. Um, There's several answers already, by the way. Well, right. Sorry. <laughs> and if you answered once, you're done. No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, but we're going to give away the first gold coin, which is the GPS maze. Which is a uh, very cool coin. Oh, that is a awesome. That's, the, that's actually the first coin I bought in quite a while. Right, is the the GPS maze gold coin. I've got another GPS maze we'll give away here in a second. So there's that one. And the question is, what date did Jesse join the show as co-host? I need the a, the month, the day, and the year. Don't say Sunday because that doesn't work. <laughs> That's a good answer, though. I like that one. <laughs> Sunday. Doesn't work. The show doesn't work. You need month. Day and year, and hopefully you're paying attention because I told you the month, day, and year already. You don't. T- you don't have to give me the show number. That's that's not the question. Dang! How did they do that so fast? I don't know. Somebody get it? Yes, two people already said the answer. Sweet. Who was the first? Uh, Albedo zero point three nine. Okay, very who good. We just talked to recently. That's right, Albedo zero point three nine. You are the winner. Of this coin, by the way, you know what Albedo zero point three nine is? That's a good Daryl. That's a good Daryl. Do you know what that means? Are you familiar? No, with I the, don't. The, this is a cool thing. Um, let me make a note real quick while we're doing that. While I'm telling you about this, I had no idea what it meant. But if you if you Google Albedo, it has to do with the Earth, and uh, Albedo one is like completely dark. A beta zero, complete light. I may be getting this wrong, but you can get the idea. You can Google the it. The portion of the incident light or radiation that is reflected by a surface, typically that of a planet or moon. Right. And what's 0.39? It's the Earth. Isn't that great? I love that. Uh, so, yep. Now, what's interesting also um, is they, 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 they were heading back to, uh, through, they came back. They came through my town, and the pressure was on because you know, podcaster. He better have some geocaches out there that are at least halfway decent. And they found a couple of mine in town. I think they were pretty happy. Uh, I got favorite points, so I feel I feel privileged that some uh, some folks found my caches and gave them favorite points. So I feel like mission accomplished on that. So absolutely. All right, next live question number two. You're going to have to explain this one as well, too, because the answers will. will come in fast. I know they do come in fast. So are you furious. looking for individual or do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, no, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll ask. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm a, I'll explain. We're going to okay. give away. Okay, we're going to away this coin. Mm-hmm. It's one of the maze coins. And I think I showed it a minute ago, but it's got the cool maze backdrop. And they built this, by the way, uh, Daryl. It was really cool. They built this whole thing out front. Did you ever see it, Jesse? Did you? Yes, see this? I did. I didn't see it for. We went to the maze like three times for various reasons, and I was like, "Where is that?" I finally found it, but it was like, "Oh, that's really cool." They built a giant one so people could take their photo in front of it and everything. So anyway, enough of that. Uh, here's the question, and I need a specific. There's only one specific answer for this question. But it's tricky, so you need to really listen carefully. How many Podcast of Hope shows have there been, not ours, 
podcast of hope shows but not ours and i'll give you a hint it's not 42 it's not 42 don't count up the hours although i did split them up a lot of times into audio hours but as far as go to youtube and you look for podcast of hope you're going to find a certain number of shows sherry was the first one sherry Saller. okay Sherry, there was uh, a lot come in really quickly though. A lot of threes, yeah. It was th- we threw been, a lot of people off with four because they're thinking about this year. Yeah, not this year yet. We haven't done a. F- we've only done three, three shows. And somebody said 123, so that's very ambitious. But we have not. <laughs> right, but we've done 24 hours. <laughs> maybe that was guesses one comma two comma three. There you go. Right there, you go one two three. Yep. Uh, so Sherry, send uh, send us an email uh, to I think I probably have your info, but just in case, send it to Geocache Talk at gmail.com and we will get that coin sent out to you all right two more this next one is for audio listeners and everybody's available for that not it's international or domestic uh us plus so anybody in the world can can get this one but it's for audio you have until next saturday let me pull up my thing here so uh, I need an answer by June 8th, 2019, before the clock flips over to June 9th. So by midnight, June 8th, 2019, I'll need an answer to this question. And that is, and we're going to be giving away this coin. Uh, another, it's a, it's similar to the last one. It's a little different. It's got kind of a wild maze thing on the back. It's a little different than the. That's the locations of the mazes, right? Is it okay? Cool. Yeah. So, oh That's yeah, what I thought that was on the back. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So this. And one then the red away. one was the current one. Right, and there's the current one. Oh yeah, see, it has little dots on it. That's pretty yeah. slick. Oh, I like that. That's a neat idea. There's a lot that went into that design. There is. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so the, so this is for audio, but everybody's available to to uh, to send in uh, your answer to geocache talk at gmail.com. The answer or the question is that we need an answer to is where did Jesse and Gary first meet in person? Where was it? What event? So that is the audio question. Geocache talk. And last one tonight is another one of the gold ones. This is a gold one and it has this similar to the other one, but this is for international folks outside the U S the question for this one. And this is definitely something you would know if you listen to the show (laughs) almost any week, you get to hear this, this answer to this question, which is, what is Jesse's favorite cash type? Not the ones he hates. Oh, we've already got some answers too. Thank you for sending your answers in already. I'm seeing some popping in. Oh, cool. Uh, not the one Jesse doesn't like or the one that he's put out the most. What is Jesse's favorite cash type? Send your answer to geocachetalk at gmail.com and I will be... Uh, screening that for just our international listeners. All right. 
Back to you two. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first for this question as we start to wrap up tonight, but plans for 2020 are, is it too far off to even think about? No, I already put in for the uh, days off from work, but I can only do a week at a time. So it's just going to be the uh, two big events. The 2020 and the Project Ape? Yeah, no, the 2020, the Project Ape. And then the following weekend is going to be the uh, Geo Woodstock. Right. So I'm going to take off the week in between and spend the two weekends. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you you, you, uh, strategically did... Uh, the week between, so you can do weekend to weekend, you know, like nine days in there. So yeah, right. So you're gonna. Yeah, miss... and I, I think I requested the Friday before off as well to right. make it out in time and right. not be a zombie, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. Right. So you might miss a few of the. If there's anything prior to the, I don't know if there really be anything prior to 2020. That's. I think we're gonna see a lot of events before and after. Oh yeah. But as I understand from. Uh, uh, Chris of the Northwest, yeah. you're looking at like a three hour drive from Seattle to the Giga event, or to, you know, I'm calling it a Giga already, the uh, Geo yeah. Woodstock event. Right. So no, you're yeah. better off to, you know, move around and not stay in one spot while you're doing that. Sure. Yeah, I did notice the Fraser Valley. You're looking at something that is actually, ironically, you have to go look, but it's southeast of Vancouver. So it's really pretty close to the to the border so um you know interesting but you're right if you're going to do events prior to an event you're better off in my opinion you're better off doing events before geo woodstock and some i'm sure will say that i'm wrong but i'm just saying for me personally and you guys can comment on it but i have found that i prefer the events, the pre, what am I going to call them? The, the side events before Geo Woodstock are really cool. Usually, um, the twentieth celebration to me is cool to to be at, but I don't think you necessarily have to. I mean, you can you can make, gosh, you can make a month out of the whole thing. But sure. I don't, Jesse, well, what are you, I'm, oh, I'm excited because I did the ten year, so right. I have to go out there. Right. And for people, you know, like my wife hasn't done the uh, uh, trifecta. So this right. is going to be her chance to do that as well. Right. And cool now that, I mean, it's been out for a little while, but you got the ape caches back, which I know mm-hmm. it's been, it's been out there for a little while now, but some people don't necessarily are able to get out all the time. So Jesse, what are your thoughts? Um, I am going to be up there for as much as possible for 2020. <laughs> right. uh, there, My list is huge of just regular caches. I need to get up there. It could be an icon fest for me. Right. Because ape, Whatever the 2020 icon yep. special thing is, right? Plus Giga, which the Canadian one's going to be Giga. So that's three icons already that I can get. Um, but you plus, already have you already have the Giga. Oh wait a minute, you don't have the Giga, do you? Yes, we all know that I don't have the Giga. <laughs> um, the uh, your chance, there's here. so many things. That's I've been wanting to go back to Seattle for a while now, and I've been holding off and waiting right. for 2020. Right. So. Plus, I'm going to go and make myself sick eating Kinder Eggs when I cross the border. And uh, just the caches and all that whole area, plus all the old ones that I haven't gotten yet. Um, I- I'm going to try to be up there as much as I can for that for that week, week and a half. Kinda, <laughs> yes. I'm save up some time. And the only bad thing is ugh, it's uh, August is hard if you work in the school system. So 
it's going to be a tough sell to my bosses, but maybe I can just get in trouble and get suspended for a couple of weeks or something. I don't know. <laughs> I come up with a plan. Strategically. Uh, well, and I've heard from quite a few people that this unfortunately falls right when they're going back to school. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's our problem now that my wife works uh, as she's, she's a school teacher and we've got, we have major issues for us, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I applaud what they're doing, uh, but I wish they would have spread. I just wish they would have kind of spread all out. I, I understand the idea behind putting them all together, and we're going to talk about that as time goes on. We got, we got. Oh, there's tons of stuff. I, got I don't hear. Don't, don't forget that there are going to be the satellite events. There is right. going to be the. I'm assuming we're going to mimic what they did for the uh, lost and found events where there's like one or two weekends that you can have events outside. So you'll be able to go and do sure. more than one event for the 20th. Right. And there's a lot of discussion. We're not going to get in tonight. We don't have time, but uh, uh, we've got things that Jesse and I are getting, uh, been involved with for something we'll talk about in the future mm-hmm. for 2020 that we, we want to announce later. Uh, and you got all the other cool events. I mean, we, we don't want to forget going caching and ASP and I'm going to leave one out, I'm sure, but you've got all these other cool events in, in the U S plus a lot of event, a lot of cool events, even overseas that we, we don't even necessarily have time. Like I said, to talk about some people are like, I'm going to X numbered, you know, mega over in, you know, different parts of the world, you know? So there's, there's going to be a lot for 2020 and we'll just have oh, to kind yeah. of talk them all as we go. But, um, all right, let's, let's kind of wrap up. Um, Daryl, I'll start with you. What are, what are some of your thoughts on our little podcast of three years? <laughs> you know, I don't even really know where to go with that one. Cause <laughs> it, it's, it's so much has changed and yet so little has changed sure. that it's, it's kind of tough. But I really think that uh, we're going to see a lot more change probably in the next three years than we did in the first three years. Right. I hear you. It's hard to sometimes hard to predict that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think we're going to probably see some changes in podcasting itself as well as in uh, geocaching over the next uh, year or two. Yeah. That's really a whole other uh, show as well. And once in a while, uh, I know, uh, Daryl will get an email from me and I go, Daryl, what are we going to do? If, if the hangouts of on air go away, what are we going to do? What do we do? So he gets my, he gets my panic emails periodically. And Daryl's like, it's okay, Gary. It's going to be all right. Just calm down. We'll work it out. <laughs> well, the Googles give us plenty of reason to uh, worry. To panic, yes. right? Uh, yeah. We never know, but it'll all work out somehow somewhere. So, Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Jesse, I'm gonna let you have the final word and I'll mention about some of our upcoming shows. So I guess, uh, give us a wrap up of the, the past three years on the show. And, uh, thank you so much for being, uh, part of the part of the show for as long as, uh, you know, you've been on. So, well, it's been a lot of fun the last three years. And, uh, I think I'm looking forward to what we have planned in the future. We've kind of talked offline about some of the things over the next 15 to 18 months that, that we've got planned. Right. Um, I know that we want to keep, obviously we're going to keep the show going, but I mean, I know we want to keep 
adding more things to the geocaching universe, right. uh, be it books, games, blogs, vlogs, all that stuff, anything that can help out uh, in education and, you know, um, any of those things that we can do uh, because we, it's really shaped and changed. I know for both of us, as we've talked through it, uh, geocaching for us, we've gotten really a lot more invested in the geocaching community. It's not just a single game for us anymore. I mean, there's a whole community around that we're connected with every single day. And every time we get to travel and meet more people, uh, it really makes geocaching, you know, a bigger part of our lives than it was before, I, at least for me, before I started the podcast. So I love the podcast. I love being on this show. And uh, I can't I can't wait to see what we're going to try in the future. I hope more of them succeed than fail. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with our experiments, but uh, that's all you try. can hope for, right? Yeah. So, um, we got some big things coming up planned, which uh, which seem like they're going to be a lot of fun, and we'll kind of get to those coming up in the next few weeks. Yep. And uh, I hope we just continue to add some value to the geocaching community. No, I agree, and you, and you really have uh, been, been uh, a real asset to the geocaching community, and uh, so uh, thank you too. Um, you know, you two have been very. Uh, very influential in many different ways that we've talked about uh, as far as uh, getting this little podcast rolling down the road and now with our network. Uh, and like you said, uh, we've talked about next the next 15, 18 months. We've got, got some pretty bold plans. And I think people are going to enjoy uh, what's going to be happening for us and a lot of our uh, plans. And again, if as people know, we're going to shoot. We're going to we're going to we're going to be swinging for the fences, and if we strike out, that's okay. We we'll be back up to the plate trying something different. Uh, oh yeah, and that's the beauty of. Uh, I, I think a lot of people applaud our, us uh, getting out there and swinging hard, uh, and uh, once in a while we hit. So we're hoping for that. All right. So next week, show one fifty two starts off our fourth year, and we're going to talk about the new virtuals two which will be out soon and we have some ideas we have some ideas of where we'd like to see some so we're going to talk about that uh in two weeks we're going to have on uh russell korfman who's part of the uh lonely cash website and something we even talked about tonight a little bit is lonely caches and what uh we would kind of what we see and what we 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 like a, we like the uh in, intrigue of a lonely cash uh and so we're going to talk about that and, of course, in three weeks, uh, good timing for us, for sure. Uh, Brian Roth will be on the show, and we're going to talk about the 20 years of geocaching and uh, pick his brain a little bit. And maybe we could, uh, I don't know, you know, trick him into, no, I mean, get him to tell us a little bit about what's going on. But, no, we'll uh, we'll talk to Brian, and uh, uh, it'll be fun to, to kind of talk about the last 20 years and uh, talk about what we, we, we hope to see uh, next year. Uh, and going future from uh, geocaching.com. So, all right. Well, thanks again, folks. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Email us your comments, uh, geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash geocachetalk. Show can be found iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and the Geocache Talk website, geocachetalk.com. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button below. And I remember where it is now. That's Joshua taught us. It's in this corner, unless it's that corner, but I'm wrong. It might be this corner. Uh, <laughs> either way. One of the click, corners. Click on the subscribe button below. 
and uh, ring the little bell there, and you'll be notified when we have uh, the show is up, and you can be in here the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. You need to go geocaching. Good night, everybody. Good night.